my reputation, I'ma get you so fast Like a rocket ship blazing when you didn't hear the blast Once I get you going, you ain't never coming back Ever coming back? No, you're never coming back I'ma let you get it, get it while it's still hot Make it easy to remember while I'm sitting at the top Competition's gonna try, but they can make a beat drop Make a beat drop I can make a beat drop I got the lightning I got the thunder The way I'm vibing I keep it 100 How you like that? Welcome to the Backbox like Pinball what Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers like and their that? friends. I am so excited. Like We're at episode one. Like Last that? week I had episode zero, so now it's official. It's our first episode, and I couldn't imagine doing this episode with anybody else because I am so excited to have the ladies that inspired me to get into competitive pinball and have helped me get to where I am today. So I'd like to welcome Raleigh and Elizabeth, the League coordinators for Bells and Chimes, Houston, Texas. Uh, let you ladies introduce yourselves so we can tell whose voice is whose. Okay, I'm Raleigh. Hello. Um, this is my voice, and I can't really change it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elizabeth Drone, and I am and the founder of Bells and Chimes in Houston. And Raleigh and I work together and do monthly tournaments for the Women in Space City Pinball. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so I'm just going to ask you just basically, and we'll start with you, Raleigh. Um, how did you get into pinball as a hobby and then also bells and chimes? So I got into a pinball as a hobby through my husband, um, who started playing because of my brother-in-law. And I honestly thought they were both crazy at first. And then I went to the game preserve with Chris and had a great time. Um and then uh, ended up buying our first machine and first kind of thought I really just enjoyed working on them more than playing them. But then I found out that I really, um, I really love both. So, and then as far as getting into bells and chimes, I had gone to, uh, I'd been going to like three strike at the game preserve for, I guess, uh, probably six months at the time, um, give or take a few and Einstein's and things and had heard of Bells and Chimes and wanted to uh, wanted to do something like that here, but didn't know that I knew enough people or enough women that were interested to get it started on my own. And uh, one day, Elizabeth's husband, David, said, oh, you should talk to Elizabeth about it. And uh, I did. And it just kind of took off from there because she knew more people in pinball than I did. <laughs> All right, and Elizabeth. I've been playing pinball since uh, probably I was in high school. My husband and I were high school sweethearts, and we played pinball all over town, especially in college. We went to McNeese in Louisiana. We um, grew up there. We both lived with our parents, so we hung out in the ranch at McNeese, and they had some great machines there like Adam's Family, Twilight Zone, um, Indiana Jones, and Creature from the Back. Black Lagoon, which actually we bought today. Oh, that's an awesome uh, game. I love that one. So I, I was jealous when I saw the picture of you with it. I'm not going to lie. We've been, that's on our wish list for a long time because it's really sentimental yeah. to us. So then we had uh, this thing called casinos arrive in Louisiana, and they took over all the places where pinball was. So kind of disappeared, replaced with video poker. And then when we had kids, we started going to Chuck E. Cheese, and they had some Shrek machines there, quite <laughs> fun as a parent. 
And um, when our kids got a little bit older, we went to a South by Southwest convention for gamers, which actually has a lot of board games. But they had some pinball machines on free play there, and our kids could reach. They could they could play them. So at that point, we decided we should go ahead and buy a machine. So we bought a Batman 66 uh, from Joysticks, which is one of the places that we actually play at our league, our league nights. And then we went on a, tr- a big road trip in Oregon and um, played at a Blair Alley tournament. And one of the girls there... And her mother said, you know, you should really start a Bells and Chimes chapter where you are. And that's the reason that we have Bells and Chimes today, because one woman suggested it. Here we are. We're really, uh, I, I think, being very successful. The whole league has grown because of the Bells and Chimes uh, women who are playing. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole uh, Space City Pinball League, which you guys are a part of, it's just epic how much pinball there is in Houston. I, I am in awe. Uh, Chris and I over here in Alamo City, <laughs> I were like, we're going to try to be like Houston one day. We're going to take the train <laughs> off our bike. Um, but uh, You guys have an amazing pinball scene. For those of you who've never been to Houston, their scene is amazing. And we'll talk more about that later on. But the way I met uh, Raleigh, then Elizabeth, is about a year ago, I went to the Bat City Open by myself because I found out about this thing called competitive pinball. And I'm like, well, that sounds fun. And literally, my husband's like, you should find a hobby, like in a really nice way. He just like, you don't have any hobbies. <laughs> like, All right. I'll, you know, ended up settling on pinball. So I'm there by myself. And like. I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on. I like all the, everybody knows each other. I was, I felt very out of place, but then I see this posse of ladies walking through the, the Buffalo billiards and they're like, hi. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, y'all are friendly. I'm like, hi there. And Raleigh introduces herself. And I think Lisa was with you as several different women. And they're like, we're from bells and chimes and da, 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 da. And they were just so warm and friendly, all of y'all. And it just, Warn my heart. Stephanie, who is another member of the Bells and Chimes League, she made sure that I didn't eat alone. Her and her husband Aww. took me out to dinner so I didn't have to eat by myself. And it just that stuck with me. And then Raleigh's like, you should come to Bells and Chimes. We have a tournament every month. Oh, that sounds like fun. So here I am driving a couple of months later. And then I met Elizabeth. And I loved the vibe that you guys had at your chapter event. It was like, oh, this is amazing ladies together playing pinball and being supportive. And it, it was just an amazing feeling. And I, I literally came back and told the guys, I'm like, I'm opening a Bells and Chimes chapter. This is happening. And you guys are the inspiration for that. And you guys have been nothing but supportive since we've started our chapter here in January. And Raleigh, you and Stephanie came out to our kickoff party. That was so nice. But you guys are just awesome for everything you do. And and we'll talk more about some of the the other events you guys have going on as well. But um, I would not be here with my pinball podcast and the league and everything else if it wasn't for Raleigh and Elizabeth. You guys are awesome. So I just wanted to say thank Thank you you. before I forget. You're pretty awesome as well. You're getting a lot of ladies out there. Yes. 
I looking, know. Looking oh great out there, Lauren. It's, oh, you know what? If It's like, if you build it, they will come. And yes. you know, I put it out there, and so many ladies are just really interested in playing pinball. And I think that, you know, you guys can attest to that. And, and here in San Antonio, uh, it, it's always like somebody brings a friend, like, our original mm-hmm. league started at yeah. 16. We're now at 32. We doubled for the summer That's league. Great. Just because ev- literally That's everybody awesome. bought a friend. <laughs> There's a couple of people who just randomly found us, but it's usually my friend told me about this. I decided to check it out. So that's kind of wh- where we were at. But I just wanted to start off with a big thank you. And that's why I had to have you guys on first. I was like, episode one, H-Town represent. So uh, I I, I really appreciate you guys being here. (laughs) Thank you. um, I wanted to jump into some pinball news. There's a a lot of pinball news going on. I I was a little intimidated, but I figured what a better way to talk about pinball news from a female perspective than to ask, you know, league coordinators about what they think about what's going on in pinball. So we'll just jump into it. So the big thing is I got to ask, are either one of you planning to get a Willy Wonka? Raleigh? Are you on the list? So um, everyone in Space City Pinball League probably knows that my husband was obsessed with Willy Wonka before, like before the reveal, when it was kind of being like hyped up and everything. Um, and when their the reveal came, he was still very hyped up, but maybe not as hyped up as as he was initially. Um, I now wait to play a machine before I buy one. I used to just be like, yeah, it's a pinball machine. Let's buy it. Um, But now I play them first. So I'm going to wait until we get a chance to play it. And we will go from there. I think that's a wise idea. (laughs) Wise. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah, so Jersey Jack hasn't put it on the line yet, according to... This week in pinball, there's been rumors that they were going to go out, but they haven't gone out as of yet. But uh, hopefully they're supposed to go out in the next couple of weeks. So I think that's exciting. But literally everybody in San Antonio is like trying to find somebody who is going to buy one. Will, I think who I will buy one. Yes, right. Yes. You need a friend with one. Yes. To yeah. see if you want one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I would love one. But uh, my husband like literally looks at me because this is my favorite. So I have to kind of divert really quick. So. By dinner with Stephanie, very first dinner, her and Jim take me to this burger place. And Jim leans over and he's like, when are you going to get your first machine? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just playing. I come out for the tournament things. I'm not going to get a machine. Two months later, I end up with like a Cleopatra EM. And then six months later, I end up with Bram Stoker's Dracula. I have a problem. Like all the locals just laugh. They're like, how many are you going to get? I'm like my husband says I can only have two right now. Cause that's all we can fit. But I already told him I need to build a pinball palace so I can. Well, others <laughs> uh, have room for more pinball machines. I know. I'm like, yeah. you know, we can move some stuff. It'll be okay. We'll be fine. We currently have uh, 16 at our house. <laughs> <laughs> only 16. <laughs> One in the dining room, one in the kitchen, you know, several in the garage, three in the office. It oh works. Elizabeth, that's yeah. see that you're my people. This is why I know we were going to be friends. So they're not all mine. I, I have ten of them. The rest were pin sitting. That's the business you need to be in. Is uh, babysitting pin other people? Sitting is the best business. Yes. That's I what I heard. Have, yeah. Like I keep on hearing about people who babysit pins. 
And right now, I ended up sending Cleopatra to get um, totally restored with uh, Keith up in Dallas. Uh, oh, Keith Holbrook. Nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited. So she's gonna she's gonna look fancy. I, she, you guys might have seen her at the tournament, but yes, she, just, she she's a beater, but she was looking kind of rough. So <laughs> I was like, make her pretty. So Keith Fun. was really excited about that. Well, I hope it turns out really nice. I've seen some of the restores, and they're just beautiful. Yeah, he does really good. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. yeah I, I, and then uh, uh, the guys were laughing. They're like, are you going to put her back in the tournament? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's going to be so pretty. No. no then you're scared to let anybody say truth. Well, so I'm going to put your Dracula in the tournament. Right. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I just bought mods for the Dracula because I had to be all extra. So I replaced the uh, the funky looking coffin with the creepy looking coffin mod. And then I put up the little castle gates. And yeah, now I'm already like, oh, what else can I do to it? I need to replace uh -huh. the buttons and I need a pin sound board because I need more Keanu Reeves. So yeah, it's it's just a money pit. <laughs> or maybe another pinball machine altogether that could work too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the next thing, have you guys, I think I saw you post about it, Elizabeth, Martha Donovan's new book, the Pinball Secrets book. I haven't read it, but I read the the, the introduction and it looks great. I'm really impressed. I just downloaded it today, so I have not, and then I was at work for 12 hours and sat in traffic for two hours, so I have not had a chance to read it yet, but I downloaded it this morning. Yeah, oh I think gosh. it would be a great prize, but it's an ebook, so you know, a wonderful prize for. Mm -hmm. uh, for that would be nice. I agree with you. It would make a nice prize because yeah. when I was looking at it, I didn't read all of it. I th I'm hearing, I've read like certain chapters. It, it would be a great like primer for somebody who's relatively new to pinball. Um, it breaks down a lot of the the rules and things that took us or me, a while to pick up. Um, but it's a really great book, and it's a fun read. So Yeah, you know, I noticed that the Stern Machines now have the instructions on how to start a game. And I do, we, Raleigh and I play at the Game Preserve, which is free play. And so many machines that have four games started and then abandoned. You know, people really don't know how to play pinball. So I appreciated her, her little... Okay, start, you press the start button one time, you know, to start the game. Use a flipper to flip it, and it's called a flipper, not a, you know, some of these flappers or, flappers. you know, you like <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no one wants to walk up and, and say the wrong thing and feel embarrassed. You know, you want to be confident when you're in, especially in a, in a tournament. So yeah, I think that, definitely. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's so important. And, and this it, bells and chimes, it, I think, is a, a much more forgiving environment. We're always super supportive. I always tell the girls, it's like, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. But I take those things for granted. I, that's right. I forget, like when we had our, we just had our first summer meet, and again, we had 15 new women, and I forgot. I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, so this is how you start a game, because we have a coin drop. It's not even on free play, so I have to, like, sit there and tell them, okay, bring quarters. Okay, you didn't bring quarters. Get some cash. <laughs> and this is how it works, and this is how you start it. And I, I forgot. I, it was funny. I was just like, oh, I, I need to get down to the basics. So. Well, that's, that's exactly what Raleigh and I try and do at Bell's. We try and put in lots of different kinds of machines, not just the most popular machines, because 
we want people to feel confident when they're playing in mixed company that that they have experience on the machines that like for example i believe you were there lauren when we had the revenge from mars tournament yes mars needs women so my daughter just played that last night she uh, got her initials on it and Yay. i definitely it was because and she won the round because we had that tournament and we practiced it over and over because it's an unusual type of machine it compared is to everything else, you know. But it ma- it makes you practice those machines and then you, for example, Adam's Family. Everybody needs to know how to play Adam's Family because it's going to be in so many tournaments. It's be in everything. Yeah. yeah. So we, we do make an effort to go over the rules, like what is polite uh, what are what are some of the etiquette that may be not written anywhere, but you need to know, and then also put in machines from different ages and, and different styles so that you can build this confidence so when you go out into the open tournaments, you feel like you're someone to be reckoned with. I love yes. it. I love and at it. our Houston tournaments, we all curtsy to each other at the end of a round. No matter how you did, you curtsy to everyone and you say, good game. <laughs> It, it, and that's something I remember when I was playing with you guys. It was so positive. And, and I I'm, love the scene I'm in. I, I play in the co-ed or open league um, with the guys. And the guys are great. But there's a different energy when I play with the ladies. We're all just high-fiving and, hey, you did great. Or that was a great shot. Or, hey, you know, that that's okay. You'll get it on the next ball. And it, it's just a very kind of warm. And, I, and I'm sure you guys could agree it's just a different energy. And we try to be yes. really positive. Yes, agreed, agreed. I, I did not start the Bells and Chimes League because we felt like the men were, you know, somehow against women. They have always been very supportive in Space City. I feel like if, if anyone were to do anything that made a woman feel uncomfortable, that everyone would, you know, say everyone that, hey, guy, that's not day. acceptable. Yeah. You know, uh, my children very comfortable there. Yeah, no, I've I've played in, in you know, I've been at events with guys from Houston and you guys have a great scene. I, I feel the same way about San Antonio. The the ladies are they they're usually a little trepidatious about making that jump into the what they call like the co ed league. But I feel like, you know, once they do a season or two with us, you know, eventually they'll kind of switch over. Um, but it, the guys are always super supportive. We're even thinking about getting them like a booster club, Bell's booster club shirts. The guys are like, you do shirts for every season. I'm like, heck yeah. We, we love our accessories. Yeah. Like we do prizes. We'll get a a Bell's booster shirt. We saw, well, one of the guys saw somebody with a Portland Bell's like hoodie and it had the schematics for Sea Witch on the back. And it was like a Bell's booster shirt. Yes, I own that. Jessica DiNardo designed those. Yes. Miss Soft Plunge herself. That, oh, oh my gosh. I already have the Golden Girl shirt. So uh, (laughs) I I love that. I I was going to talk about that, but just if you guys haven't heard, Jessica DiNardo has an amazing website called Soft Plunge. She has the coolest swag, and I'm already excited. I've already planned my outfits for Bat City, and one of them is going to be my Golden Girl shirt because I'm ridiculous. That's why. She's so, on Instagram, too. I just saw last night Soft Plunge. You can follow yes, us. Uh, she's on there. Instagram. She's got the website. Um, I think she's on Facebook as well, but uh, they have some really cool stuff. I, I I got too much booty for the booty shorts, but I was very excited. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like shorts. the little shorty shorts, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe just yeah. for like at home. Yeah, they're yeah. super cute, but I was like, there is not yeah. enough material there. I was like, I could not do that. <laughs> but my girls probably would like them, you know, my 
I have yeah. two 13 year old girls. They probably wear that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're super cute, but yeah, no, um, that they're they're adorable. I'll get some of those prizes and then they can win them. And it's yeah, right. not like and, and that's what I was thinking. Shorty shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, I need to get the book and I need to get some swag and and do some other things for prizes and, and support the lady entrepreneurs in pinball. So but uh, check yeah. her out if you haven't been to her website yet. It's really neat. Um, jumping back into the news because we have definitely diverted, but I blame that on myself. Um, but uh, the pin quest. Have you guys checked out the pin quest app yet? Have you guys heard about that? I didn't hear about it until you mentioned it, but I looked at it. It looks kind of like geocaching, kind of like a... It's like geocaching meets Pindigo. Yeah, and meets Pindigo, exactly. We're totally into Pindigo. Yeah, no, I love Pindigo. So I was kind of like, well, I want to try PinQuest out. So for those of you who don't know, it is an app that just recently debuted, and you essentially get quests that you would go to each location to complete, and you would the more quests you complete, the more points you get and you can cash in those points at locations for prizes or different things, which I think yeah. is kind of neat. It'll get people out of their you know little area if they want to go travel and check out different location exactly. pinball. I'd like to see the difference between that and Pindigo because I'm very addicted to Pindigo. Yes. Well, yeah. we have um, the tops tournaments at Einstein's where Greg, the operator puts uh, one one machine a month where you try and get your initials on it, and then he gives um, like I guess it's like split the pot type prize money for it. So it sounds like something that he might be interested in trying out because I think you have to go to the bar to get the prize, which is similar to what he already is running it. But it also seems as though you have to get the operators on board. Like you can have all the players interested, but exactly. if you don't have the operator, you may not have a successful. Challenge. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's getting more people Quest. kind of on board with it, and particularly the operators, so because they're going to be kind of the ones that, that go between between the the app and the player. So, but I thought it was pretty neat. I was like, I'm always trying to check out whatever's new in the the pinball world. Well, yeah, and I feel like anything that gets more people into pinball, like if that gets somebody to play a pinball machine when they wouldn't have before, right? Anything like that, I think, is amazing. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 And we do travel. We travel. We go. On, we're going on a like six week road trip this year, and we play oh, pinball good. almost every day. We're um, we're basically going places Elizabeth? for pinball. You, you me. I want you to adopt me. <laughs> I want to come live in your house and go on your road trip with you. It's gonna be well, awesome. I mean, that's what you. That's what we do on trips now. You have to find the pinball machines. That's our goal everywhere we go it, to find yeah. a place to play pinball. Yeah. It, yeah, on my Instagram, it's like I put like hashtag pinball road trip because for my my day job, I'm a trainer. So I travel quite a bit. And the first thing I'm like, OK, what pinball is around here? So I was just in St. Louis not too long ago and I went oh to gosh, the Silver I, Ballroom. I love that place. That place was awesome. Was I know. Amazing. I know. I'm like, and I even great. got the little shirt that's like pinball and punk rock. I was like, oh, punk, that's right. Great. When I saw punk rock plus pinball, I was like, we're there. Yeah, you know, and it's a a really cool place. And I was like, ooh, this feels extra. I feel like I've got extra street cred, which I would never use by myself and street cred in the same sentence. But it's a neat place if you're in the St. Louis area. It was the only place I got to go. Because, yeah, I did actually go to work and stuff, but it was a it was a really cool place. But I try to, you know, when I travel, try to check out new places and stuff. But yeah, I met no. that guy at uh, 
Texas Pinball Festival, not this last one, but the one before, the owner was there. And I was like, I've been there. And he's like, no way. So he doesn't even know he's famous. That is so cool. Uh, one of the, the things I did want to talk about, and um, I, I had wanted to get your opinion on, and Elizabeth, you had bought it up, and, and I thought it was a, a good thing, considering all three of us help run leagues and tournaments, is the IFPA dollar um, discussion about having women pay the dollar that would go to IFPA. And I did, I knew about it. And when I first started, I honestly thought that we actually had to pay the dollar. I didn't realize women didn't. I remember that. (laughs) I I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I don't necessarily have an issue with it, but I, I've seen a lot of discussion and the thing that kind of caught me in, in, break in if I explain this wrong is the only people they really asked about it are the top players they hadn't really reached out to any of like the TDs or other women that play I'm like it's a yeah, database you could email but, yeah, everybody else all of us but they only That's emailed kind of what bothered me too yeah yeah <laughs> and, and, and I'm not like I don't think that any of them you know I don't I'm not upset it was just more of like well, no, yeah. should you ask everybody, not the top 100 or 50 not women that, that actually would benefit, benefit from it? Yeah. Well, my daughter is the 26th in the world in women's pinball, and she wasn't asked. Oh, my So goodness. I'm not sure who they asked. Yeah, so yeah. I was trying to read into that. I was um, on uh, the Facebook page for Bells and Chimes, and they were talking about, they. O- I think they only sent the email to the top. 25 but again I wasn't on the email I didn't hear about it I've only heard about you know secondhand that they're going to propose this in 2020 and I just wanted to get y'all's opinion um pro con like what do you guys think of the the dollar I'd like to talk because I I think it does impact especially my daughter Miette who's uh, higher ranked so right now we play the dollar for the states and each year that resets so Texas like January, it's resetting, and you earn your points all year to try and qualify for the championship, right? And then that that has prize money, and then you can continue on to the nationals if you if you do well. Well, in the ladies, it's going to be the tops. I believe the top sixteen from the open tournaments, which we've paid dollars for already, and then the eight. They're calling them wild card, which. I don't know. Wild card doesn't sound like you qualified. It sounds like it's kind of like, surprise, you qualify. But the, t- the top eight other women from the women's only that didn't qualify already would be invited. So they would make 24. And those eight women are the ones who didn't pay the dollar. And that is, um, they said yearly, but it's not really yearly. It's, it's your ranking, which is a three-year ranking, right? Yeah. It's three years. So if you if you've attended a giant tournament like whipped, which actually my daughter and I, my daughters and I have played in or the Texas takedown, for example, we also had 64. But this year, whipped is going to have even more Then for three years that that is on your record. So you will be a top player for a long time. It's not resetting, in other words. So I don't know. I feel like the dollar is there's no way to earn that dollar back or a chance to win it each year it's sort of set does that make sense yes i like the state i like the opportunity each year to win the doll like to win the money back and then go but it 
it's mostly the traveling women that are going to qualify for this tournament in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was one of those things where, again, I thought we paid the dollar already. And then part of me is like, well, it's only a dollar. But if it's a dollar that I never see again, that it's not contributing to something that benefits everyone, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on the fence about it. It's like, uh, it's only a dollar, but still the idea that, you know, I would never see it. And, you know, it just goes into this pot of money that I never see or I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Just, you know, well, and I wish they would ask you, I'm more everybody. On the fence. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they did open the discussion so that they could read everyone's comments. But perhaps the, the tournament needs to change. You know, the, the championship needs to change. Yes. And that would be a better solution than, than there's a chance. You know, everybody would pay their dollar and have the opportunity to win it back. Perhaps we just need to grow yeah. women's pinball and, and, you know, have a state's competition just like we do for the Open. I would be happy. Yeah, I was. I kind of agreed with you, Lauren. At first, I was like, and I kind of had the same discussion last year when it started for like the co-ed tournaments, the open tournaments, um, as to like, really, where else can I get that much fun for a dollar? You know what I mean? Um, But then once again, it was also like, well, there is absolutely no opportunity for me. I think even if I practiced like eight hours a day every day to to win that dollar back or any of my dollars back. Um, But I know things like that are necessary to grow pinball, um, to bring more people in because for big tournaments, I know people want, want a big prize. I feel like for women's pinball that we're maybe not at that at that point yet, I think women's pinball maybe needs to grow a little bit more um, before we start doing that. And as the person that um, makes 50% at least of the trophies and provides the prizes for the tournaments, um, we have a wonderful, wonderful place that we play that pays the IFPA fee for all the co-ed tournaments. And I'm sure would for ours as well, but, um, as a tournament director and as the person that helps run things and and pays for a lot of things, if if the ladies couldn't pay it and it fell on us, that would be a big burden. That would be a big burden on me. It'd be like, well, pay the fees or do prizes. I mean, it would have to be, we'd have to cut out like the prizes. So, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people are like, we don't get prizes for anything, but, but it's something fun. It's something everybody enjoys. I try to make it somewhat pinball related or like seasonal related or something. And I think it helps get a lot of new players out as well. You know, like the prizes, the trophies, things like that kind of entice new people. So. That you can actually win. You can win yes, them. And you can actually win them. Yes. And we, the way we do our prizes, um, you don't have to be in the top three or four to get a prize. We do anybody that doesn't qualify for finals, you get thrown into a drawing and um, anybody, anywhere you place can win a prize. And lots of times we have stuff that we give away to everybody. So, so yeah, so everybody has the opportunity. Yeah, and, that, and the, I took that from you guys as well, is that because um, whereas you guys run monthly tournaments, uh, San Antonio, we have a, like a seasonal league. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the league, um, we do a drawing for like a translite, but it's for everybody that played. Like if you came to finals, you got to be in the drawing for the translite. And the the top 
three finishers would get a trophy, but everybody else could be in the pot for prizes. It wasn't just going to be the translate to the, the top player because unfortunately I've been around enough where I'm like, okay, the same people usually win the top prize. So I wanted yes. to make sure everybody yeah. got a chance to win something. Uh, so that that is a that's kind of where we're at for but that. But here's my question for you: Do you think the women are coming and playing pinball for prizes and prize Honestly, money? No. No. I mean, no. it's a nice think- like, oh, they, they think it's neat because a lot of my I, I would say out of the 30 plus women, I think a third of them are really like interested in the whole IFPA competitive part. They've been playing pinball for years. You know, they it this the competitive parts new, but they're really into that part. The other two thirds are just there to have fun yeah. and the yeah. prizes and the trophies are just icing. And yeah, agree. I, I kind of that's kind of where yeah. I'm at with my like group of ladies. It, and again, I told them about the dollar. Nobody flinched when I said, you know, hey, we got to pay a dollar to, as I called it, the governing body of pinball. It, it goes to them, and then we keep the rest and use it for trophies and things. And, then, and everybody was okay. You know, nobody st- nobody had an issue with it. So. It's just one of those things where I think we'll get away with it, but I'd like to see them kind of agree with you. I agree with you, Elizabeth, kind of to maybe change the way they they hand it out or kind of the way they distribute it. Yeah, they approach it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely. Well, cool. Well, I think this is just a a thing that is just going to be continued up for discussion. (laughs) In the open tournaments, which I do run those, I'm on the Space City board, and, and I am involved in running open tournaments as well. It's kind of a pain. You have to pay you know collect the money and then go and pay it so i do like it when you don't have to worry yeah. about it. easy you submit it and you're done you know? yeah i went online and saw that with the stripe and the paying and i was like ugh, i don't want to do that <laughs> i was like no oh. but it is what it is it's you know i don't think it's going to stop us playing pinball it just kind of adds another layer and and again, like I said, it just I think this is just something that's going to be discussed for the rest of this year and see how it moves forward and, and how they make that work out. Well, another thing that came up in the news, and I just want to touch on it briefly, since this is a pinball podcast for lady pinballers and their friends, uh, is the incident at the Northwest Gaming Expo that happened about a week ago. And I'm not going to go into the specifics because I think it's been covered rather well on Facebook and on other podcasts, but I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. Um, I'm going to assume that you guys may have heard what happened up mm-hmm. in um, Tacoma. Yes. Yes. And um, for those of you who haven't, um, unfortunately, there was a, a woman that was assaulted at a bar by somebody who was a sponsor of the event. And I have to, first of all, um, Erin, who is the the woman involved, I I really have to commend her for standing in her truth and being brave and and saying that this happened. And I know lots of women, unfortunately, who have been in her shoes who are afraid to come forward. And I commend her for that. And um, I really wanted to um, say that uh, well done to the Northwest Gaming uh, Expo for handling it the way they did. Uh, they, they really very quickly took care of the situation. Um, I was really impressed by the way they did it. And, and as tournament directors, I kind of just wanted to get your, your thoughts and feelings on the situation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
fun topic. I know. Thankfully, thankfully, um, we've never had to deal with anything like that here. Um, and honestly, when I first heard about it, like my main reaction was just like really, um, I was really upset. I was really disappointed. Um, I was upset that anybody had to go through that. I was disappointed that somebody that is like respected in the community has done a lot for the community would do something like that. I guess um, it was just a fr- it was a frustrating situation um, that I I and frustrating and upsetting, and I wasn't even involved in it, so I can only imagine um, for Aaron who was how hard that was to say something and. And to come forward and I don't know, it's just it's just disappointing, I think, overall, that people think they can still act like that, I guess. And that you can say, well, it was just a joke and think that makes it OK. Um, I think he's, like that he's should ever be a joke. But yeah. Yeah. He's apologized and said, OK, I understand it wasn't yeah. very, a joke, you know. But as Raleigh and I uh, uh, are tournament directors of the Texas Takedown, I think we would both be shocked if someone said they would give us a pinball machine, you know, for our prize if we yeah. were to, you know, do the things that they ask. And they, that, I, I couldn't believe that. That, what? that part, I think, is more offensive to me than the others because, honestly, I've been in bars and had similar things happen to me. You know, it's not not that it's right, but it's not as shocking as someone – it's the things that he said to yeah. her. And I'll, actually, my father is a judge, and I asked him, what is assault? You know, Dad, can you explain to me what's assault? Because I said – she was assaulted. He said any unwanted touching, any unwelcomed or unwanted touching is assault, which is surprising to me. You know, I mean, I, I think and again, this is just my opinion. We we've kind of and, and I think we're all kind of the same age. I, I, I have been in that situation. You know, you, you get grabbed at a bar. I'm like, yeah, that's happened to me multiple right. times over my life, unfortunately. And. I think we're just out of an age right now where, you know, women are saying that's not okay. And people are listening. And I am so proud of the community rallying around her. There has been a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot, but there have been some vocal dissenters and, and people, you know, saying not nice things about her and about the organizers of the event. But I think overwhelmingly everybody's been really in her corner and, and not blaming the victim of the situation, which was really nice. Agreed. Agreed. And saying on the assault thing and talking to your dad as a judge, I work in a hospital. Um, and so part of my training for working there when I was in school and everything is knowing the legal terms as far as like assault and battery when dealing with a patient, dealing with somebody you're taking care of. If you've touched somebody, once you've touched somebody unwanted like that, it's actually battery um, as far as it's concerned, like for us. Um, so, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it can get pretty serious. Yeah, it can. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. may have been surprised, but the law is on you know, the side of the one who's been unwantedly touched. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I've decided that um, I'm going to save my money. And for all those people that were telling them that they weren't going to go to the Northwest Gaming Expo, that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. So I plan to be at the 2020 event to, to support them mm-hmm. because I think that we have to support people doing the right thing. So 
So I, 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 I plan to be out there. I, yeah. As soon as they announce the dates, I will put it in my calendar. So, um, but I think they did they did the right thing. So, but okay, we're we're gonna step away from that. Uh, but I did want to talk to you guys about TPF 2020. Is the ladies tournament coming back? As far as we know, yes. Yeah. We want it to. Yeah, yes. We've already started making plans, so. Oh, we're so excited. And since we brought it up, I have to say thank you to Taylor Reese from Reese Rails, who donated $100 last year. Um, he sold some shirts, some Reese Rails shirts, and I don't remember if it was $1 or $2 from a shirt sale. He donated to us. He's already donated $60 for the prize pool for the 2020 tournament. So, so yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Really. I know he has a daughter too and he said many times you know he wants the women to feel comfortable in pinball because it's a, a place that he likes and, and has a a lot of affection for he wants his daughter to feel safe and supported so he's doing what he can as well he's been a wonderful supporter we really appreciate it yeah no i am so sad that i was not there i literally was like stalking you guys online on twitch <laughs> watching everything I'm like i want to be there so bad I, was like, I already have my room I oh great I'm staying at the oh, hilton garden awesome. Inn. it was so exciting we had no idea if we would sell out and we had a waiting list you know on the first day so we were thrilled we we did not anticipate the enthusiasm and, and the turnout it was just over the top exciting it was it was and all the ladies that played were were wonderful and amazing and um it was really it was a fun tournament to to run i really enjoyed it yeah no it was so and your trophies were adorable oh, thank I you i felt like i needed to raise my trophy game i was like oh houston with their adorable trophies <laughs> thanks like oh so cute so I had to hire out trophy help. I don't know if you saw that. Like I had to have Mrs. Pin make me some that. trophies because I am like the least creative person ever. Like ever. I don't I don't make stuff. Thank God for Etsy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we take turns making trophies. So we, we each have our expertise, but we alternate months for trophies. Yeah, no, and I was out there. Like, they're always month. so creative, and and you guys have different themes. And I rem- I think I saw the ladybug ones were really cute yes. recently. And I took home always- a ladybug. Yeah, yes, no, they're super cute. A ladybug. And my daughter, and my daughter again. <laughs> yeah. You, by the way, your daughters are amazing. Like they are like true pinballers. I, you know, I, they're gonna be at the top of that leaderboard quite soon. <laughs> And she's already in the top 25. One of them is. But uh, I loved playing your daughters. And I remember when I was at that first tournament, I was like, dang, I am totally, you know, getting my behind kicked by a small child. But I was so proud of her. It's like, yay. They're like sad. But yay. My first tournament that I went to was a three strike. It was a co-ed one. And it was the first time I had met Elizabeth's daughters. And I was I was nervous. I was really nervous. My husband had made me come. And I was like, oh, good, there's some kids here. Like, I won't be last. Like, I won't be. Oh, they destroyed me. Destroyed me. <laughs> That's what happens with the kids. They mull you in. What We have two, we had two girls last season. And Sophie, who's seven, actually finished, like, third in the B division. Excellent. And she had a medal and she was very proud of it and she wore it like everywhere oh, and she even wore it to like the start of summer season and I'm cracking up I'm like are you trying to like get in the minds of everybody exactly. else Sophie and she's like look my medal 
It's like the wrestling belt. Like the wrestling champions, when they come with their belt, you've got to wear your belt to the next exactly. season and show off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> by the way, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but when you said wrestling belt, uh, we are going to have, we being uh, Bells and Chimes San Antonio, we are going to have a ladies match play tournament and we're calling it SummerSlam. And yes, you're going to be able to win a belt. Oh, fun. Or, like a wrestling belt. It's going to be in August. I want to say it's the 24th, but I'll put it in the show notes what the exact day is. But uh, but yeah, if you guys want to come out, it's just it's not of like course. part of our league. It's just a generic regular tournament. Sounds fun. A belt. Yeah. Yeah, the belt. I was like, well, okay, I, we want to do like a seasonal tournament so ladies can come that aren't part of the league because once the league starts, it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. to jump in. But if we have like a seasonal tournament, and I was like, we have to have SummerSlam, and there has to be a belt, and this is going to be awesome. So very excited, but I wanted to, to let you guys know I, I just got the approval on the date today. So oh, fun. I haven't even put it out yet, but um, when you said belts, I was like, oh, I have to tell them. I totally, totally forgot about that. Is it going to be, I, is it going to be at What's Brewing? Yeah, it's going to be at What's Brewing, which is the place for pinball the in San Antonio. San Antonio. If you have not been there or if you're in San Antonio that and you want to play pinball, that's the place to go. Coffee and pinball. It's amazing. And their coffee is amazing. Yeah, the coffee is epic. They're actually, their legit day job is they're a coffee roaster. They roast beans for businesses all over the city. And the coffee is so good. So Ice Sammy is my favorite. But the machines are kept in really too. good shape. They have like 26 machines. And the thing I like about it is that they're from all different eras. They have new stuff like Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. And they've got like older things. We've got like an Atlantis. So just every era of pinballs represented, which is kind of fun. And they're really well taken care of. They're really well taken care of the machines. Every time I'm there, somebody's working on them, cleaning them, making sure things are working right. And I, I mean... I live in Houston, so I'm not there a lot. So <laughs> but that says a lot that every time I've gone, somebody's making sure that everything's working right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very, I don't want to say fussy, but they're very in tune with if something's wrong, that like somebody's there fixing it that day. It's, yeah. You know, it doesn't sit there broken for a week. So, yeah, they're really big on that. But, yes, that's where SummerSlam will be. And that's where the our Bells and Chimes chapter plays um, their league every week. Um, we've totally digressed off news, so I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about the places that you guys play in Houston. I know that there are lots of pinball options. It's uh, an overwhelming amount of pinball options in Houston. <laughs> yeah, we I, need more. We, we, we need more. Of course. Everybody always needs more. But I just, uh, you know, shout out to a couple of places that you guys play and, and that you enjoy that you would recommend to somebody. Well, right now we have the, the league going on at um, 1820, 1820 lounges connected to joysticks, which is the sales show, uh, the showroom for sales. But he right. brings in last week, he brought in, I think, eight pins into the bar, which is connected to it. And that's where we're having our summer league, which Raleigh's husband's actually the tournament director for that. And uh, it's all the brand new machines, you know, he's basically saying, Hey, do you want to buy this machine? And we get to play it for free. It works out perfectly. So we're playing the back, the black Knight and uh, Batman 66, the Munsters, Beatles, um, Beatles. Yeah. We play Beatles. 
and some other some other brand new machines. And he changes them out, but they're always the newer machines. So it's and really huge, yeah. huge shout out to Charlie from Joysticks in 1824 for one letting us do that, and two, he's he's really an amazing amazing distributor. I've bought a couple games from him. We have to. Um, any any problem ever? I mean, even if you're just kind of like joking around, mentioning something, he's like. Get on your phone, email me right now. We're going to take care of it. Like, we're going to fix it. Um, a- amazing level of support. He's wonderful. So, And when yeah. our league started, Phil Grimaldi is the founder of the league. And he was struggling to find a place that would support a league. And Charlie is the one who said yes. So we really owe the, the league to Charlie to because Charlie. he provided the location for us. And he moves those machines for us for our, for our league nights, which, you know, it's just top-notch service. So Joysticks is open to the public on the first and the last Friday of the month at, at night. It opens at 9 o'clock. So we do play there. My husband and I play there well, probably about every other month. And you get to play all of them on free play. You pay just an entry fee. Is it 10 or 15 bucks? I think it's $15. 15? But it's open at like 2 in the morning. Um, it's attached to a bar. Um, and they don't only have pinball machines. I mean, that's what we obviously care about. But he has he has everything. He has arcade games. He has brand new pinball machines. He has used pinball machines. He has, I don't even know what else he has. There's some giant thing you can, like, walk in. I don't know. I've never gone in that one. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. We went on Friday. And the other machine that we went to play was Oktoberfest. Because I waited in line at TPF three times, but I could never play it. And it was in the tournament on Monday. So I was like, we have to go on Friday and... And let me, you know, have a clue before I step up to the machine on what to to play. So there's an argument on what we sh- what we should choose. Should you choose the multi ball or should you choose the the fud? I'm not maybe fud frenzy or something. It's like all the switch hits or the juggler's the multi ball. There's there's a bunch of uh, debates over which is the most points. It's fun when there's a new machine and nobody really knows how to play it. <laughs> I haven't played enough yet to know which one is more. Po- I feel like the switch hit does maybe more points, but. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. That's the fun part because, nope, you know, you step up to the machine. Everybody's only played it a few times, so it sort of levels the playing field when you're, when you're competing there. And then another place not that's not far from me is Speedy's Racetrack. They have all the LEs, too. They have uh, five LEs right now. My husband yeah, he's worked there. really hard to get a lot of really nice machines in there. I haven't. I haven't made it out there, but I hope once my daughter starts back to school, I'll have a little more time and I can drive out there and play. It's an all-ages place. So that's okay, the, good. It's got uh, race car, I'm sorry, go-karts or whatever. The, those tracks. I don't play that stuff. <laughs> the track. <laughs> we, just care, okay. we just care about pinball. Yeah. <laughs> but he has. He's gotten some really nice new machines. I see him post when he gets them. And then and the then, place. Raleigh, you want to talk about the other uh, places? Uh, Einstein's is where we have uh, one of our monthly tournaments, the second Sunday of every month. And it's a bar, um, but he's got a pinball room in the back. Um, he has he gets like all the new machines and um, really like won't won't put them out on the floor till he makes sure they're perfect. He has um Playfield protectors on all of them, um, cabinet protectors on a bunch of them. Um, we'll get like amazing mods and mod them out before he puts them out there. He also buys, um, I think he really only buys LEs and premiums if he can't get an LE. Um, I mean, oh, wow. toppers on all the machines, just like 
top and notch. once again, top top notch. They're always in great working condition. Um, Greg is who runs that. Um, he donates prizes to all the tournaments, pays all the IFPA fees, and then he's like a master electrician. So if something goes wrong, like he's out there fixing it immediately. Um, and he's been he's been wonderful, wonderful for our space city community we really appreciate we we appreciate them all but we really appreciate him as well and um it's really a great place to go play pinball it's a it's coin drop it's pay to play but all his prices are reasonable and he puts it on half price for us for the tournaments on sundays so you can't beat that and great food yeah he's opening a new location too oh yeah should be opening in a few months i believe it's going to be in a different part of town so hopefully more people will come into the league from there and then last but not least at all, I would say, is Game Preserve, which is where the majority of our tournaments are. Yeah, that's uh, the location a, I've been to. Yes, it's a classic arcade. It's in the Woodlands, uh, and it's, like, membership-based. You can pay, you can pay to get in for the day, or you can do monthly membership. Um, and they have they have pinball machines. They have classic arcades. They have... They don't have ski ball anymore. I almost said ski ball, but ski ball they is did. gone. Um, yeah. Um, racing games, everything. They also get, you know, new games when they come out. And they, this month, are opening their second location near NASA. Um, we don't know the exact date yet, but it should be before the end of June is my understanding. And I talked to Eric on Friday. He said probably about 15 pinballs will be there. So sounds good to me. Sounds like a new tournament location. I asked him when do you want to start you know, having tournaments. Maybe we can have a kickoff one in August. Yes. And then I think I'm relatively sure that loaded loaded popcorn, which is a <laughs> an ar- arcade music band uh, that her husband is uh, is the drummer for, <laughs> the drummer for. Um, is going to be playing there when they open up. Yeah. Oh, fun. oh yeah, it's amazing. And uh I think you've met Keith Lauren. Keith is who puts on and runs the Houston Arcade Expo. Yes. Um he he's the one that formed Loaded Popcorn that formed that band. So he's the he's the lead singer. <laughs> and he's got him, himself a, an amazing pinball amazing. room. Yeah. That is too cool. Well yeah, I know I've been to the game reserve. It's a, a great location and I I definitely want to check the, out those other places. Um, when I get a chance to head back to Houston, but I should be seeing both of you ladies in about a week at the Bat City Open. Bat City Open. So, are you coming out here or out there this year, Elizabeth? Yes, I am. Last year I was on a road trip, and this year I'm going in July on my trip, so we'll be there for Bat City. Uh, all oh, four of us is, will is be the playing. whole clan coming? Yes, we all will be playing. We played at Buffalo Billiards before. We played in some tournaments there, and. Uh, you know, familiar with the place. We're going to be staying with my friend Kelly O. Kelly Oden, who we call Kelly O. So, um, looking forward to it. He's going to be playing with us at the Flip Frenzy, but he's not playing in the main tournament. Oh no, Kelly's good. He should. Play. He is good. He said he got second yesterday at this bat. I think they have their weekly tournament on Tuesdays as well. We have a three strikes tournament on Tuesdays, so we were like, you know, I got six, and he's like, well, I got second, and then me and got second. It was a winning night for the friends. 
Oh, my. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. They're going to have the, the Friday tournament, and then they're going to have the main tournament Saturday and Sunday. It's down at Buffalo Billiards off 6th Street. It's a Stern Pro event. I was very excited to actually get in. Uh, again, last year I just showed up like a total noob. And uh, I think, I don't know if I told you guys, but my first game ever, like ever at playing any kind of tournament game was against Trent Augustine. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but he's so nice. He, no, he was incredibly nice. I'm not like saying that, but it's like I tell people, imagine walking up with your floaties and challenging like Michael Phelps to go swim a- across the pool. I was like, I had no idea. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? And how's this work? How do you turn it on? And, like, do you have to pay something? I was like, you needed the book. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I needed Martha's book. Now, you know, now now I realize, I'm like, oh, my God, I know who all these people are. But we're going to be there. It's um, I'm headed. Oh, my God. I, so I we got an Airbnb. And so all the San Antonio people are staying there. And I keep on getting mad at them because they keep calling it the riot house. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. This is on my credit card. No, <laughs> it's not the riot house. But uh, but we're all excited. It's like me, Chris Doyle, Steve Bowden and our friend Collier. We're all heading up there. And I think there's a couple other people from San Antonio heading up as well. Well, that sounds like a blast. That would be great. Yeah, I'm excited to see you guys as well. So I'm like, yay, the ladies are going to be together. It's going to be super awesome. It should be fun. Is it match play again like it was last year, the main tournament? Yeah, from what I understood, it it is match play. I like match play a lot. I like it better than the high score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. It's more social, and you get to – I like to sit around and chat with people. Yeah, and you get an opportunity to kind of, you know, see other people, talk to other people, and just, it, I like the format, you know. I do as well. We don't, we don't use it all the time in San Antonio, but when we do use it, I really enjoy it. And it gets me to, it gives me an opportunity to play different people. Yes. Because I end up yeah. playing with, you know, you know how it goes. You end up playing with the same people quite a bit. It's like, dang it. Right. Well, I hope that you'll come to the Space City Open. That's going to be in November this year at the Houston Arcade Expo. Oh. I already have my room, Elizabeth. Excellent. I already got my room at the Marriott West Chase. It, I booked, I locked that down. I was going to say, down. if you need a room, you can crash on her couch, but you're good. Okay. Yeah, no, I got the room because I'm super excited about this whole, did you guys hear yeah, about Deep, Deep Root, Root wanting exactly. to premiere Raza? Uh, very exciting. Types? I was like, yeah. ah, yes. I was like, yeah, because yeah. I thought I was going to miss out with them doing the d- debut at TPF this year, but I'm like, it all worked out. I'm going to be at the Houston Arcade Expo. It's Save the best for H-Town. I know. Yeah, if you haven't been to the Houston Arcade Expo, it's awesome. I had never been until last year. I mean, you have the tournament. That's one part of it. But the actual expo itself is really nice, and it's all self-contained in the Marriott. And I mean, there's just all kinds of arcades, tons of pinball. You know, you've got Marco. You've got a lot of different booths up there as well. Um, it's a It's a great I mean, besides TPF, it's probably one of the, the biggest uh, arcade expos in the state. I and like I it because awesome. obviously pinball is like what we're into, but it's I feel like it's a lot more eclectic than um, it is called the arcade expo, not the pinball expo, you know, but um, I feel like it's a lot more eclectic. There's all, all kinds of different games. There was even like um, some type of sort of like casino games last time and um it's uh, it's definitely more of a party atmosphere than yes. any of the other um, festivals or expos that I've been to. Yeah, it's very much a, a party expo. I mean, they have like an outer area where you can buy 
swag and then they even had like console gaming in one area as well it just it has a really cool vibe i was really impressed and that's why it was incredibly as soon as i saw the dates i'm like better lock down my hotel room because it's always nice when you can just walk to your hotel oh it's so nice yeah yeah agree so my husband asked me every day you know do you what game should we give because we need to volunteer like two or three games and every day he changes his mind like well maybe this one or maybe that one <laughs> I so just just like oh say gosh. you can have five of them and then you know whatever one's working the best so. total I, nuclear I don't know. annihilation is coming again this year yes so. yes <laughs> I was, I've been practicing, Raleigh. I have. So I, they have one at the Silver Ballroom, and I'm like, yes. I, I played it the whole time. I did play other things because I like to play things that I haven't seen before, but I was on that thing for like an hour. Yeah, we luckily I, brought Raleigh to get home past the reactor from the two. Got to past reactor two. So we got to keep it for a week while she was in Disney World. I ran <gasps> Raleigh, remember? And uh, yes, yes, I do. Because we were worried. We were like, we're leaving the next day. We can't get the game home. And then I was like, why are we? We have plenty of people that'll yeah. want to take it home. Well, yeah. No problem. <laughs> we'll watch it for you. Don't worry. We'll get it back eventually. <laughs> and then we have the other people over. Like, come play. We have you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. So oh my god, no, that's a, a, that's a great game. A Genesis, I don't know if you've ever seen a Genesis, but it's a got a Gottlieb, and it was uh, challenging to find the parts and all. So we still are doing a few things today, but so then as soon as we're done, my husband said, maybe we should bring Genesis to the Houston Arcade. Bring Genesis, <laughs> wow, just for the back glass. Well, we changed the back glass. No, I don't care if everybody likes it. It's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> We had one made, so it's, it looks really nice, I think. Is it, is it, I feel like if I changed the back glass on Genesis, like if I had a Genesis, I would have to make it the, a picture of like a Genesis album cover just to right. confuse people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have it on display in the room, but when you shine the light through it, it's kind of a, like a ugly yellow glow instead of oh, the white yeah. that it looks like. And so it looks better against the wall than it does with the light behind it. Anyway, I'm very pleased with it. It looks really good. So now we bought a new machine. You know, as soon as you finish one, then the next one. It's time for another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun to restore machines. I, I, I've gone down that slippery slope. Yeah, no, I've heard I've, I've heard and seen online, but I've never actually seen one in person. So um, hopefully you'll bring it to Houston, but that would be really cool. Well, we're about to wrap up the show, and I told you guys that I had to be all extra, and I wanted to have a segment because I, you know, I listened to too much TWIP and, you know, market trends is already taken. So um, I had uh, one of my favorite shows back in the day was Inside the Actor's Studio, which oh. if you guys are familiar with that show, it's it's a bit ridiculous. And, but there is a questionnaire at the end of the show that's asked by the host, James Lipton, and he was inspired by French journalist Bernard Pivot. Uh, but it's a uh, I took the questionnaire and have made it inside the pinball studio and we'll ask you guys a series of pinball-related questions to find out more about you and the inner workings of your mind. Oh, so we'll okay. go ahead and start with Elizabeth. All right. All right, Elizabeth, what game do you love? Well, I think I love, right now, I love my Batman 66. 
What game do you hate? Ooh. I don't like flying carpet EM at the uh. game preserve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody likes it. Nobody likes it. Well, I know that we just like the game, maybe, but but I went on it actually, so maybe I should like it. I should love on it and say you're a good machine. And since the both of you are here, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do these at the same time. So, Raleigh, what game do you love? What game do I love? Okay, so I'll go. I'll go with the game. We own it, and I always come back to it. I, I love Medieval Madness. I really love it. I love it. I could play it every day, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what game do you hate? What game do I hate? So, I think this is going to be an unpopular opinion for a game that, and maybe hate is like a strong word. Dislike uh, intensely. Dislike intensely. Chris always is always like, play it. It's wonderful. You're wrong. You're going to love it. I don't really enjoy playing Funhouse. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have. I saw the look on your face when I said that. I know. I just. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't get into it. And it's not even just that Rudy's creepy. I don't know. I just. Is it I, the clown thing? I don't like clowns, but I mean, I'm okay. I don't know. I just. I just am always awful at it, which is maybe just a personal problem. And then um, I just. I don't know. I never. I never get into it. But I'm just like, oh, okay, I played one game on this. I'm done. I don't really, I don't really want to finish. Everybody hates me now. (laughs) We don't understand you, but we don't hate you. Uh, All right. Favorite (laughs) pinball art, Elizabeth. Oh, gosh. I can tell you what I hate first. (laughs) Well, this is favorite pinball art. Let me think of favorite. I have to think on it just just a minute. Raleigh, do you have favorite pinball art? So favorite pinball art is really probably Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. Um, we own that game. I used to just stand up there when we, that was our first game. I used to stand up there when we first got it and just like stare at it. I think it's beautiful. I think Jeremy Packer did like an amazing job making it look like Ghostbusters, but like something original and new that you had never seen before. I just, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, definitely a world on your glass. The, the, the art on that is amazing. So. Elizabeth, I don't think, time to think I really don't think I have a favorite. I I really like the retro machines. Yeah, you know I I all I often am looking to take pictures of them and use them for my bells flyers and things. But I don't really. Yes. I love pinball art in general. And the only thing I I don't like is whenever it's sort of uh, like we have a skateball at our house right now, and I had it's Jim and Stephanie's, and I had him put the uh, extra balls turned off over the risque portions that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing like maybe i don't want it on display in my house you know or the wizard right. the wizard back glass for example really gets under my nerves but otherwise i, I like a lot of pinball art yeah i know there's a lot of really good art out there there's some bad art but there's a lot of good art with that what's your favorite pinball sound raleigh spinner ripping a spinner any great spinner sound i love it <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, a partial to the Harlem Globetrotters spinner sound. Oh, yes. And when you get, like, the the super spinner going, like, when you get it, like, on TNA, and I'm like, oh, man, it's just great. There's nothing better than that. 
I I have two p- favorites. One of them is the Lucky Shot on Flash Gordon. Oh yeah. And then the other is is on the, that machine and several machines. Whenever it gets like more intense, you know you know that sound like it, it gets oh, a yeah. higher pitch and more intense, yep. and you're like, oh my gosh, I better I better make the shot or or it's over. There's it does that on Flash Gordon and it also does that on Hot Doggin, which we're also pin setting. And I just love that sound. I do love that game. Lucky shot. He doesn't even tell you you've done well. He just says, you know, you got lucky, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Raleigh, what is your favorite tournament to play in? My favorite? I mean, it's got to be Dolls and Chimes. I mean, it has to be the Houston Dolls and Chimes. There's there's just no comparison. Yeah. (laughs) Elizabeth? Well, I, of course, love the Bells and Chimes, but I did play in Pinburg and I... Even though it was a rough first day, it was an amazing tournament. Just being there was was um, took your breath away. How many players and how nice everybody was and welcoming. And just the whole atmosphere was really inspiring. How many people love pinball as much as I do? All in one place. Yes, I mean, all in one place. Yeah. What is your grail pin? Like, do you own it or are you still searching for it? What is the one pin you want more than anything? Raleigh. So, so one of them is Creature, but I think oh, no. somebody <laughs> that got one now. <laughs> oh, what is it? Do you know? Okay, there's this pin and you're going to be like, you don't even know the real name of it. It's called, it has two different names. If it was, there's like an, I guess like a, maybe a British version and a U.S. version or a European version, a U.S. version. I don't know. It's an EM. It's called Royal Royal Gardens or Royal Guard. I think oh. I've talked about it before. Uh. Um, but I, 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 I have found it for sale once and it was just, and it was in great shape. It was amazing, but it was at the time too much for me to pay for an EM. I love it. I love like those moving stand up targets I don't, you know, I like like the Buckingham Palace guards on it. I love it. I just love it. I, you know, so, I said, and I never see uh, one for sale. <laughs> I said, oh, too soon because in my mind, I liked Royal Guard. They have it at uh, Balls of Steel, the pinball lounge up in Dallas. They had the Pin Masters regional there. Oh, yes. And I yeah. had to play on that. I liked that one. I hated North Pole, which was right next to it. I was like, oh, North Pole, I hate you so much. I, I did okay on Royal Guard, but North Pole, I swear. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> giant bonfire. I just want to set it on fire. All right. Uh, Elizabeth, what would be your grail pin? Well, we just got Creature, which was on our list. Yeah. And then we also, we were pin sitting an Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure for a year. We had to give it back, but we are buying, we're buying one. We already have it lined up to buy. So those were the two, the last two on our list of ser- the ones we were searching for. Who would you most like to play head to head? Elizabeth. Like who, any player in the world, who would you like to play a head to head match with? Well, I like to play against my husband because I want to beat him. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. All right. But I don't, you know, I I see some of these players and they can be pretty intimidating. I like somebody I can beat. Raleigh, who would you most like to play head to head? I feel like I'm thing because I also like my favorite my favorite person to beat is Chris. <laughs> and it's great when I beat him. Usually he destroys me. 
So, but whenever we're out like on a trip and play on location, um, like we went to Chicago and I think I beat him like half the time in Chicago and, uh, it was my favorite trip ever. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And final question, any theme, your dream theme that's not out there today, what would be the dream theme for your pinball machine? For me, the Goonies, though, sorry. The Goonies is what I was going to say. Go for it. She was too excited. So Elizabeth goes with the Goonies. Yeah, no, that would make a really good theme, actually. I I completely agree on that one. So Elizabeth's dream theme is the Goonies. So I would really like, and I know this was in development and turned into something else, but I would like it to be better. I would like it to be better. Um, I would love a Legend of Zelda pinball machine. That's my favorite video game. Oh, love awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, the new no, Black okay, Knight. Okay, I like I like both of those. Did you play okay. it yet, Raleigh? The new ba- Black Knight? Because it has all these yeah. monsters. It's just like Zelda. It's. I like it, but I wouldn't say it's just like Zelda. <laughs> the animations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually got to play it at Leslie's house, and it was wonderful. I loved playing it, but yeah. Um, it did, it made me think of, it did make me think of sort of like an open world game with the monsters and the animations. Yes. Oh my goodness. That sounds too cool. So that wraps up the show, ladies. We were almost at an hour. Not too bad. Not too, I'm a little over, so that's all right. Um, I want to say thank you again to Raleigh and Elizabeth. Uh, thank you guys so much again for introducing me to this wonderful world of pinball and just again being so supportive as uh, I got the Bells and Chimes chapter for San Antonio off the ground. Uh, you guys are an amazing part of the pinball scene here in Texas and I just love that I can reach out to you guys at any time and, and for all the things you do not only for the Houston but also for the TPF ladies tournament that you guys kicked off this year and then I know we've talking about having the ladies State league, I think it, I think it could happen. Yes. I'm, I'm totally down for it. Sounds good to me. Anything you need, Lauren, just ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to let um, if you guys want to just tell people where they can find more info about Bells and Chimes Houston. Um, you guys want to give some point of contact information? Well, you could always go to the SpaceCityPinball.com website, and we have our our page there with all the calendar events. And then we also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group for Bells and Chimes Houston, Bells and Chimes Houston, as well as Space City Pinball um, has a group on yes. Facebook. The Facebook page is open to anybody, and we post like the dates for the tournaments and information and stuff on there. And then the Facebook group is just is just for women. Um, so we also obviously post the dates and everything on there, but also has some other type discussions and polls and things like that. Fantastic. So if you want to find out more about them, you can check those sites out. Thank you so much for taking time out tonight. Thank you. Thank you me and, and thank you for making episode one to, totally awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Backbox Pinball Podcast and keep flipping.